He is risen. He is risen indeed. Yes. Happy Easter. Welcome to the Sunday special. Pastor Toby, Chuck Knox. I'm the water boy. I hope you had a great Lord's Day today. Amen. Yes. Shout shout your risen, you know? Shout your know. risen. <laughs> shout your risen. Indeed, you know, whatever. <laughs> hey, make sure you guys stay around for the uh, third segment. Vision. We're going to be announcing um, the winner of our Beast Mode Homemaker NSA New San Andreas Scholarship. Yes. So stay around for third segment. Third segment. And, of course, second segment, man, we got Robert Borton's coming on, CEO, um, Maybe friends with Elon Musk. We don't, you know, we know he's got a Tesla. We, actually, do know that. <laughs> we don't know. So stick around. For a long time now in America, immigration has been a, a huge problem and it's changing the landscape of the country. It's no secret to anyone. 1.5 million people have arrived at the border and have crossed for the first time in 2021, the most that we've ever seen in actually 20 years. That's mostly in Texas, uh, too. That's Yeah, that's the bottleneck of it all, for sure. <laughs> that's your Texas. <laughs> Deep in you. your heart of Texas, Gabe. <laughs> Republicans have not really had an answer for the problem. Nothing that's been uh, able to stop the influx of illegals, anyway. I want to enter stage right. Governor Greg Abbott, not not you, Governor Greg Abbott of Texas. What are you he, saying? He's, <laughs> a, he's a trans Republican. Oh. Does he know that? Oh. No, no, he, he self he self identifies a conservative and he's <laughs> well here, here here's the sad part about that. Yeah. Texans are fine with it. Oh no. Yeah, Governor, are. Governor Abbott has decided to take the tax money from the citizens there of Texas and offer to send the illegals who have been coming in through the border to another state, the state capital of America to be exact, oh. Washington, D.C. I heard about this. This process started Wednesday with the first buses of illegal aliens uh, dropped off there not too far from the capital. Yeah. Governor Abbott said Texans demand and deserve an aggressive, comprehensive strategy to secure our borders, not President Biden's lackluster leadership. So, so <laughs> the strategy is to send them to D.C. So here's the question. Here's, here's the yeah. question. Is this really a bold move? Or is Governor Abbott kind of kicking the can down the street a little further, claiming to be bold? If the if Democrats really want illegals to come into the country to change the landscape, aren't we just helping them give uh, their their dream a little more fire and fuel by shipping them off to the, their states? Well, I want to say that first of all, Biden he has a responsibility for our borders. That's like right. one Granted. of the duties of the federal actual government actual legitimate constitutional authority. authorities but, right but do we have better options than what are currently being done right now by governor abbott so what help me understand what you're explain what you mean so you're saying so here's a, she, what do you mean by kick the can down the road i guess that's, that's okay the part so of, for, let's just start with this what do the democrats want to do they want to allow illegal immigration to come into the country right. so that they can, can they want to raise them, little liberals and raise little liberals by giving them more incentives to be right, here, right, right, healthcare, right. all that stuff right, like yeah, that. Medicaid, and Medicare. over time, generations, they don't right. mind. They're right. born here. They're citizens. Right. They, they, they're li theirs. Liberals kill their babies. And so but then they welcome the illegals in. Right. And they think that makes that turns states blue. And Governor Abbott is like, you know what? Y'all take him. We don't. We're not going to take him here in our state. Hmm. And he kicks him off to the liberals uh -huh. and, and the liberal states. So they can do exactly the thing that they want to do with them, right? And and, and, and faster. And faster. And I'm saying that's really interesting, because nice. if if they stay in Texas, 
I mean, maybe there's actually a decent chance there's a few conservatives left in Texas. I, w- I would Maybe they could rub off on them. That, that's, that's, you know, you're hitting my point. My, my thought is, oh. are we taking for, there's a couple of things that I'm thinking about here. Okay. Uh, first of all, we need to observe all the governments that are at play to fix the problem. Most of the time we have the conversation, we're only talking about one yeah, governor. Right, right. Governing, yeah. Government. And it's the governor of Texas. But Civil we also government. have the government of the church and the government of the family. Right. And the Democrats are counting on conversion from what they are doing, but they right. are not counting on conversion from what the church and the citizens could possibly do. Yeah. And so, and we don't count on it either <laughs> because right. what we say is yeah. sit them all out there so that yeah. the problem becomes worse and they still get what they want. Now I know we got to fix the border. I'm right. fine with that. Right. But do we have better options than just helping the Democrats do what it is that they want to do with it's, society? It's like, it's like that bus that Abbott sent to Washington DC. It's just a school bus. Yeah, Might as well. Right. Li- liberals, right. what you're saying is liberals believe in discipleship. Yeah, yeah, and they're doing it, and we're saying yes. This is like this is like Ben Merkel's point, where you know you might not be paid a Baptist or post mill, but the liberals, the liberals are. are. Oh, they b- yeah. they believe in discipleship, yeah. and they believe in generations. So, yeah. and, and that's well, really, but, but we have dumb and dumber here. Dem- Democrats are dumb. Republicans are dumber. Dang, okay. <laughs> but, yes. and, and, and Republicans think, oh, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to show Biden, Wait, yeah. and I'm going to go drive him up yeah. to D.C. And, and Biden's like, thanks for the free ride. Yeah, good work. Yeah. <laughs> and dumb use, and dumber. And yeah. you're using our money to do it. And yeah. I wonder, like, what, do we, what's, a, what's yeah. a better option? What would, what would Apostle Paul do with this? Oh, man. He'd be down there. Well, the Apostle Paul. So, so here you have people streaming in. We have a mission. Yeah. The mm. church has a mission. Go disciple all the nations. Right. And then you find yourself in a state where the nations are streaming in. Yeah. Now, maybe for all kinds of bad reasons. Yeah. But many of them really are fleeing persecution, oppression, uh, yeah. economic insanity, all yeah. kinds of things. They're fleeing, maybe they're fleeing in for all kinds of wrong reasons. Yeah. Free handouts, whatever. Mm-hmm. But church. That we have an option here. Like, well, yeah. But here's the thing, Knox. That's hard. It is. It, it's, it is hard. It's that's hard, like because yeah. some of them are criminals, some <laughs> of them are addicts. Yeah, yeah, and the gospel is real. You know, yeah. th- th- that's, yeah. that, that's 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 it is hard because here's the thing. I, was, I think we were talking about this. Jesus yesterday. really rose from the dead, and he really he really does change people's hearts and people. Right. And so there's a discipleship process that the family and the church have an opportunity yeah. here yeah. to say, yeah. hey, look, I think that they. You know, when you think about the resurrection, and you, you remember, I think it's in Acts to say, if they would have known what they were doing when they killed the Lord of Glory, they right. never they would, would have, have done it. Done done it. it. Right. If liberals knew, and if we knew that we have the kind uh, of gospel that transforms hearts right. <laughs> and we, brings people yeah, right. from death to life, we, we have potent weapons. They never would. They would have protected the border even more, not to give us a chance to get those people. <laughs> Man, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but we don't believe it ourselves. That's right. So, the, the liberals are saying, wide open, let them come in. Yeah. And the church runs from an opportunity. Families run for opportun- from opportunity to say, yeah. look, disciples. Right. Look, reinforcements. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, I, I would say just one thing to be fair here a little bit is that the government is controlling the whole process. Right. So sure. it, it makes it really hard for the church and the right. family to get involved. But if the, but if the church says you're welcome here. But does it, though? Does it make it hard for the church and the family to get um, involved? Oh, oh, there's, a, 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 there's layers to this. Um, but for, as an example, uh, the family cannot hire a Mexican family to work on their farm. They can't. <laughs> I've, the the I've, government blocked that. Uh, uh, but right? they're not blocking the border. <laughs> exactly. Well, the, 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 <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is the government has made it family. super <laughs> difficult. Hey, man, look, I'm going to tell you like this. Okay. Hire some Jews in the four boards. Yeah. 
<laughs> I remember my dad actually hiring a, 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 a migrant worker. Is that the They're changing the narrative the now. That's that the, the yeah. Yeah. When I was a kid in California one time, he was walking by looking for work, and my dad hired him to do some landscaping around the house. Yeah. And uh, I'm pretty sure he didn't, you know, file that with the IRS. But here's the deal. We, Sorry, Dad. <laughs> here's the deal. Let, let, I want to make sure that people don't misunderstand what we're saying here. Could have done without that last sentence. We want the normative way. We want the found. We want the normal, basic way of doing things. But that's yeah. not the hand that we're dealt right now. Right, yeah, right. But what we don't want to do is abdicate or miss out on the opportunity. That's right. To take advantage of the situation. Right. Right, right. Because we have a secret weapon. So, at the end right. of the day. so here's an idea. Yeah. If you're if you're if you got Governor Abbott's ear. Encourage him to declare a state of emergency, mm. yes. an emergency um, order, and he's suspending all minimum wage requirements and that's employment right. requirements. That's it. That's, that's right. Effective man. immediately. That's that's awesome. How about that? Mm. Because instead of shipping them to right. DC, because yeah, um, with with you know, and and this this allows for you to hire them at, at cheaper wages, yep. and you don't have to worry about FICA yep. and Medicare and Medicaid and all that kind of stuff right yep. now. Because these are people who need work, and Texas is a state that believes in hard work. Yeah, you know right? what, Pastor? Yeah. You are, you hear something? We always say when it comes time to for us to be pro life, tell the government, the federal government, to come and get us. Right? We always say, yeah. well, yep. this is a time for right. individuals right. and other governments to say you know what yeah. this isn't the situation i want but i'm going to use yeah. it to the best of our ability right. come and get us governor well, abbott don't want to do that because that's too freeing i think the other it thing is to, too freeing that's too the, liberating the other thing to do pastor was to, would to be to tell the ag hey people who are using this moment yeah. advantageous to yeah. helping build the culture and community of texas right, right. and the economic don't prosecute them don't prosecute let, them. let them be free let them be free that's right i mean the, the the federal government's already allowing the illegals in yeah um, and so, you know, yeah. let them. We have to deal if, with it. If they're law-abiding citizens, yep. let them work. Yeah, that, that's. We have to have some better yeah. ideas at the end of the day right. than what, right. what we're currently and, doing. And again, think about the potency of the gospel. Think about the potency of the government of the church and the government of the family. And yeah. again, I, I would go back and say it's messy. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be hard work. But but God blesses hard work that's yeah. done in, in faith. Amen, Pastor. Don't be dumb and dumber. <laughs> that's what I took away from this. <laughs> hey, the Cross Politic Liberty Tour is taking us to Phoenix, Arizona, May 19th at Raining Grace Ranch. Like Jesus is King Raining, not like pouring rain. Raining Grace Ranch. Yeah, yeah. I was oh, thinking baptism. Oh, yeah. There you okay. go. Yeah. Delano Squires and Jeff Durbin will be joining us that's to discuss cool. the tools of liberty. That's going to be so Are fun. Are they going to arm wrestle? Because I think that would be kind of. All right. Uh, a pre event <laughs> is being planned, so stay. Stay tuned for detail. A pre-event is being planned. Yes, I'm you know, working on it. I can't get all details. I can't. I don't want to overpromise and underdeliver. How come we're just now hearing about this? Thanks for not telling us, Gabe. Tickets are on sale now. Fightlaughfeast.com. Click on shop and then look for that Liberty Tour in Phoenix, Arizona, as we fight, laugh, and feast. This past week, Governor Ron DeSantis signed a bill that would provide about $70 million to bolster programs aimed at equipping dads with parenting resources and helping you know, foster the youth. The bill received bipartisan support passing unanimous, unanimously in both the House. Bipartisan? Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> and, and, and it passed unanimously in both the House and the Senate. Okay. Anyways, you know, you know this is bad. Under the bill, whatever Republicans yeah, and Democrats agree on it, yeah. it's America. that's right, What's exactly. Under this bill, the State Department of Children and Families, um, State Department, State of Children Department, and Families. that sounds like a, that was your first mistake. Yeah, Florida. there you go. <laughs> Will be directed to contract uh, for the creation of get this responsible fatherhood initiative. That's wicked. 
The initiative will be geared towards providing information on effective parenting and will include a media campaign that may involve appearances by public figures. And it, this is getting worse. I'm, it, only it in, I'm only in this if Will Smith's involved. Uh, you just want to see him smack somebody. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if they like hired cross politics for the fatherhood campaign? Toby's an instigator. <laughs> You smell what I'm stepping in? A significant portion of the money earmarked for the program, about $32 million of it, will go towards funding grants aimed at assisting fathers. The grant will be targeting uh, targeted at issues such as helping fathers find employment, manage child support obligations, and transition from a period of incarceration. The measure also accompanies funding in the state budget for the grants that provide evidence-based parenting education specifically for fathers. Now, here's the deal. This is one of the major conservative political blind spots that we have. This is the dumber. This is go file that under that dumber category oh, we were yeah. talking about earlier, right? Oh, I'm right? there. I'm there. We yeah. confiscate what God has left to the family or to the church, and we turn it into a government responsibility. What, what was yes. the Department of Families? Family and Parenting or something. And now, of course, our... Um, government should be encouraging marriages and fatherhood. Um, but if the government really wanted to incentivize fatherhood, then it should get rid of social services. It should get rid of the oppressive IRS regulations that make it hard for fathers to start businesses. Right. Get rid of unions. Get rid of all the laws that create corporate monopolies, again, making it impossible for fathers to, to compete in that industry. Preach, right. preach Re- reduce the size of government. Okay. Yeah. Like, stop overtaxing us. Yeah. Get the government off our lawns. That is how you incentivize fatherhood. Get off more government lawn. is not the answer. Yeah, you know, right? Give well, give them their money back. And Ron DeSantis is like, here, I'll sign a seventy million dollar bill. Yeah. And all you know? the Republicans, uh, yeah, and, well, all the Republicans. And, and all the Democrats, and all the well, yeah. the Democrats, no, yeah. Okay, the so, Democrats are like, sure, we're great. More yeah. socialism, yeah. So help, great, help, yeah. We'll hand that help out. Help me out That's with right. this though. Is this though? Oh my goodness, I can feel the, the the rocks that you guys are sharpening to throw my way. Is this <laughs> though a way of breaking the bank? Ron DeSantis is saying ultimately fathers are extremely important to the foundation of what makes Florida great. Which we he should a, be saying that. So right. he should be saying that. He's seeing that the yep. family is being destroyed, that it's falling apart. And he doesn't know, or should I say, he thinks that by doing this, he is helping restore yeah. and rebuild. Because I listened to some of his talks on this. He's a walking contradiction. <clears throat> but yeah. he's but he's trying to move the monopoly from lack of father, lack of fathers, to having more successful yeah. helping fathers in 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 just different cages. He's so, taking them from one cage so, to another. So then, Flush that if, out. What so do you mean if by that? So if you're governor. How do you then incentivize fatherhood in a way that is um that brings you, you run the same play. You declare a state of emergency and fatherhood. <laughs> okay, and then you deregulate. We have a pandemic. All the taxes. We have all, a fatherhood pandemic. And all the small business stuff. And DeS- give them back their money. Yeah. So so he, DeSantis is seeing that right now people really care about parenting, yeah. fatherhood, they're caring about families, right. all the stuff that's going on with Florida. He sees right. his huge right. Yeah. And, and so he's signing bills protecting but, education, um, you know. And so, uh, but he's not really. But it, yeah. So he's. You think he's, this is another kicking the can down the? Yeah. Or is this another? Uh, yeah. It's absolutely mm. kicking the can down the road because he's he's funding programs and things that in you know it will have sort of conservative ish tint for a little while yeah. until the next Democrat gets in office. But all it is is it's um, this 
multiple problems with it, but the, it's not the government's job to fund this. Uh-huh. That's the that's the bottom line. And the thing that Christians have to remember is government, civil government, has one tool given to it by God, and it's a sword. Yeah. And that, that means that governments, that's what they do. They cut things. They chop things. That's they scare right. people. That's right. Um, and they're good at that. Uh, I've said this before in the book of Daniel. When you see empires coming out of the sea, the empires are always monsters. They're beasts. That's right. Full that's of right. talons right. And, te- and teeth and horns. Yeah. Because that's what they're good at. That's uh-huh. what they do. Um, that's what they do. Um, now, I think... Romans 13 says they can praise the righteous. Yeah, yeah. So I think DeSantis should be a coach cheering on the other governments. Yeah. yeah. Churches, families, That's fathers. Right. He should be cheering them on. And then what he should be That's announcing right. is, I'm going to give you all your money back That's so right. that fathers and churches can disciple their families and the people. Right. I think there's a way that, I think that if I look at this in the best light, I think when you see a governor like DeSantis who is trying to put bills out to help people is a form of trying to repent. And I think he's not doing a good enough job at looking at saying, right. where is it that we have been using the sword against fathers? Right. And how do we then say, we're sorry, right. we're not going to do that anymore? Right. And I think, Gabe, I think you hit at something when you said, hey, stop overtaxing. How about this? Destroy the tax in Florida for government education. Say we yeah. like we, all of it, just yeah. completely say, you know what? We have taken away from fathers a responsibility and duty. Right. We are part of the problem of creating the type of fatherhood that we have right. here in Florida. And so right. what we're going to do is make sure we give fathers, like you said, more money right. to be able to take care to and do educate their and disciple right. their yeah. children. That's right. yeah. It's yeah. going to be messy. It's going to yeah, be it, messy. It is. I just, and that's the thing is I think people, people are willing to sacrifice freedom. Yeah. No, because yeah. they, because they say that's messy because right. people will misuse the money. Some, some they, those, they don't want liberty. Some, yeah. They don't want that liberty. But I think, yeah. um, but yeah. but we need to be committed to God's way. Yeah. yeah, and 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 the government doesn't create or or educate fathers. That's no. not their job They're in any kind it. of way. They're, they don't do that in no. any kind of way. That's, That's not right. their responsibility. That comes from right. the family ultimately. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. And so I mean, so yeah, I think you're right. We got to make sure that we're not taking the things that the family needs, basically the money to be able to make those decisions, yeah. and giving them to the state or organizations yeah. like the State Department of Family. I just you know, like destroy the theme that. that I just like the theme that's building up here. Just declare a state of emergency. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can do that. Deregulate. <laughs> Apparently, we can do that now. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of con- confused conservatives, Elon. Elon Musk, of course, has offered to buy Twitter. Yes. He said this, I'm, I'm offering to buy 100% of Twitter for $54.20 per share in cash and a 54% premium over the day before I began investing in Twitter and a 38% premium over the day before my investment was publicly announced. My offer is my best and final offer. And if it is not accepted, I would need to reconsider my position as a shareholder. Oh, Twitter has extraordinary potential. I will unlock it. The offer was for a total of around $43 billion. Friday morning, the Twitter board voted to actually take the poison pill. We're going to talk yep. to our friend Robert Bortons about in a few that. minutes about that, saying basically that if he um, if he does that, they would they would short dilute the, the shares, dilute their shares, yep. and and take the hit rather than allow him to have that kind of authority. Yep. Now, of course, behind all this is the ongoing censorship of Twitter, yeah. canceling Trump's account, canceling the Babylon Bee and its CEO. Remember, they they, they had the, the dude in the dress, the assistant <laughs> health director, who they named Man of the Year. Yeah. Yep. I just yep. like saying that as often as I can because yep. this show's on Twitter. And um, yeah, that's right. And meanwhile, while various Taliban uh, Taliban imams still have Twitter accounts calling for jihad on America and Christians. The president of Russia still has Twitter yeah. accounts. <laughs> Putin. Wow. Uh, The thing to realize is that Twitter is a private company. And Twitter can do whatever it wants. 
We do not want the government stepping in to force Twitter to do anything. Twitter's censorship is bad. It's hypocritical. There's a false, you know, it's, it's, not, yep. it's not equal at all. But it's not nearly as bad as Biden and his cronies running Twitter. <laughs> like, remember, yep. remember, as Pastor Wilson likes to say, there's no situation that's so bad that you can't make it worse. Yeah. Right? Yep. Um, I would argue, though, that broadly speaking, the more editorial authority a communication platform assumes, yep. the more editorial authority a communication platform assumes, the more responsibility it has for what is being communicated on. So if you're hovering yeah. over it and you're yeah. deleting and editing, then what comes out, you're yeah. standing behind. So a newspaper or a podcast network, for example, that has enormous control over the content has significant responsibility yeah. and therefore liability yeah. for what's being said. So yeah. that's why a newspaper um, can be sued for libel if they allow something to be printed or, or right. um, that's, yeah. that's false or whatever. But the less control a company exerts over what's being communicated, like, you know, say like an AT&T or Verizon um, phone service. Yeah, for now. Um, <laughs> for, <laughs> the less responsibility can be required. Um, now, Twitter, I would argue, is creeping into news provider territory, given how much editing yeah. they're doing, yeah. which makes the communists and the Taliban leaders on the platform a real liability to Twitter. Somebody oh. needs to think about suing them for yeah. allowing Twitter and uh, you know, the Taliban but, but, and communists But they can't because the prince from Saudi Arabia is the largest shareholder. Uh, <laughs> I can't go after the terrorists. Because, you're, not, you're not lying. You're yeah. not lying. But short of that, content providers make their money and succeed by meeting market demand. That's how private mm. businesses work. And like Disney, if if uh, Twitter signals that what they will be allowing on their platform is LGBT celebrations and Muslims and communists, well, then Christians and conservatives have the options of either buying into it yep. to exert influence and authority like <coughs> Musk has done. Yep. Or groom their kids that make him a perfect target for Disney. Ooh, they could also just get out, like yep. many people have. I mean, I think part of the issue with Twitter is that, I mean, a lot of conservatives are just left. Yeah. And so it's actually, I think, tilted in one direction yep. because yeah. of that. Um, you know, And of course, you could also build your own, like Gab yeah. Yeah. is doing. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, and Gab made Elon an offer, too. I saw that. It's great. It. It was great. The other thing to be watching, though, in all this is actually, this is the part where, again, the conservatives are sometimes ask, acting like dumber. Um, is I don't know if you've noticed it, but all the conservatives fawning yes. uh, over Elon yes. Musk as a savior. I saw yes. this on Twitter this morning. Um, that you know, saving the world. Yeah, that's um, right. You know, even Musk's willingness to describe his move as sort of, you know sort of for the good of civilization. Yeah, yeah. Um, saving civilization. Last I checked, we have one savior, and his name is Jesus. <laughs> he is risen indeed. And, and come this, on, now. and this really does tie in with Easter. It really does. Jesus died and rose again, and then. He sent his team to disciple the nations. You think about this. Like Jesus could have snapped his fingers and fixed everything. Yeah. Right. Yep. right? He could have. Yep. Instead, he implemented the 10,000 or the 100,000 year plan. Yeah. 100,000 year plan. That's right. Okay. He's like, disciple okay. the nations. I'll be back when you're done. Yeah. He must reign until all of his enemies have been put beneath his That's feet. Right. The last enemy that will be destroyed is yep. death itself. Mm. Right? Uh, Jesus is remaking everything from the inside out, little by little. He likes the long-term yeah. plan, but that takes time and patience and generations. Uh, so I don't know, it could be great for Elon to buy Twitter. I don't know that it's actually gonna go through um, or not, but Christians and conservatives need to recognize that there are no easy solutions, just hard work, faithfulness, and generations. That's, that's, that's all there is. There's hard work, faithfulness and generations because God loves the pattern of death and resurrection. 
Yeah. Which is why I think back to the you know, beginning, I think, I think the, the thinking of the illegal immigrants come pouring over the border. I think we ought to be thinking in terms of opportunity. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Here, mm. here are people that we can make disciples of. Here are people that could be reinforcements. Um, we, we, we have been given that commission, disciple the nations when they're coming in. Yeah. Um, we have been given the commission to raise up children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Take that responsibility back, dads. Uh, we need fathers. Right. So I think mm. we, should, we should probably talk about that. I'm sitting here thinking about all the work that you just talked about that we have to do over yeah. the next 100,000 years. So, uh, <laughs> With Jesus leading the way. No, no. Right? I, no I, Are you listening I, to this song? I, uh, Are you listening? I, I'm listening. I'm listening. Did All you right. say he is risen? <laughs> We're gonna Did talk you about, say? Let's talk about this in the third segment. Yeah, amen. Yes. Come on. Get it in my bones. Coming up next, Robert Bortons. We're going to talk to him about a little bit of the Elon Musk stuff. We're talking about critical queer theory. Yeah. And we're going to talk about... School choice, not so good. Yeah, probably not. And the third segment, we're going to announce the winner of the New St. Andrews Scholarship for Girls that cross politic Biological girls. I, I, I didn't even think I needed to say that, but you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the winner of that? You'll find out on the third segment. But next, Robert Borton's on cross politic Work, work, work. I'm here for it. Home. It's where you build your legacy. Where traditions are started. Seeds are planted. Meals are shared and stories are told. We are Chris Natalie Carpenter, owners of Story Real Estate, and our team of top agents helps people find homes in Moscow, Idaho, and around the country. Have you thought about a move? Contact us to get connected with a top agent who shares your values and puts your family first. Or reach out to us about our Moscow Relocation Guide. Wherever you're looking to go, we can help you find home. Call us at Story Real Estate or visit us at storyrealestate.com and start building your legacy. I love, I love what Easter happens. Where, where's the clap? And the <laughs> Where it is. Uh, uh, there you go. go, Toby. He got it. He got it. No, too soon. Yeah. <laughs> he got, he had it, and then he didn't. Okay, he had it. He had it like, like maybe one and a half claps. He had it. Welcome back to Cross Politic, where I am still very white, <laughs> and we love you for it, brother. <laughs> this show's brought to you by well, our conference, Fight yes, Life Peace yes. Conference. Uh, we're going to be in Knoxville, Tennessee, October sixth through the eighth for lies, propaganda, storytelling, and the serrated. Edge. I'm excited Sharp. about this conference. Uh, this Sharp. theme uh, is connected to the fact that, well, I mean, we don't have anything to talk about. Lies, propaganda. <laughs> no. No, no, nothing like that's been happening at all. Yeah. Uh, not. Uh, Satan is the father of lies, and the mother of those lies is a government that has rejected God. Yikes. We've, principalities and powers, yeah, you we, know? We've especially been lied to these last two years, and the COVID panic has been one of the central mechanisms that our government has used to lie to us and grab more power. Because Christians have not been reading their Bibles, we're susceptible to those lies, and we are weak in our ability to fight those lies. God Man. has given us his word. It's a sword yep. to fight Satan and his lies, and we need to recover all of God's word, its serrated edge, all its sharp edges uh, included. Mark your calendars for October 6th through the 8th as we fight, laugh, and feast with fellowship, beer, and psalms, our amazing lineup of speakers, which includes... Oh my goodness, we're going to actually say their names? Yes. Oh, wow. It's yeah. on the website, so I yeah. did notice that. I'm ready yeah. for this. George Gilder. Yes. Oh Man. my goodness. Yes. He's like yes, Lord. Jedi of free markets and mm. storytelling, actually. Mm. He, you know, he was a, he was a uh, speechwriter for Reagan. 
Well, I didn't know that, but I did know that everything that we have as far as technology was yeah. part of his vision. He saw it yeah. coming George ahead of time. Gilder is like this a, dude is a national treasure, yeah, and he's yeah. older. Yeah, so I know. You That's why I say, like, you know, he's yeah. like totally Jedi. Yeah, yeah. Like he's, he's you know he's going to come and he's going to teach us the way. Yeah, um, Jared Longshore. Woo, <laughs> Woo! man! Come on, Baptist! <laughs> come on now! Oh, I'm excited for that one. I'm excited for that one. He's going to burn the house down. He's going to burn the house down. Pastor Doug Wilson. He's going to be Kevin two talks because yep. man he's got he's got two swords you gotta give you him yeah. Yeah, he's, 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 no 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 because nobody else is bold enough to have him at their conferences that's why that too oh that's true, that's, <laughs> that's true. But, I'm just gonna say it but, I'm gonna say it hey, what, hey founders what other what other <laughs> that's all I'm saying what other pastors written the book called The Serrated Edge that's right alright there we go there we go and, and of course drop. we'll be there uh, we'll, we'll be hanging with you. Yep. I get to hang out with all your our awesome vendors, meet new friends, yep. especially, you know, we always enjoy how people meet friends that Love are actually that. from their state or from their city sometimes that. that they yep. never met and they yep. end up at Fight Laugh Feast and like, yep. wait, 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 you, you live in, in my town? My town? And anyways, it's great. So <laughs> and then they start a church and a school together. And, and amen. Like, <laughs> amen. Early bird tickets are available now. Go to www.fightlaughfeast.com and click on shop or go directly to flfnetwork.com slash Knoxville 2022. Two. Pretty easy. Um, and if you're a club member, you get $100 off yep. your registration. So why would you not? So if you aren't a club member, you're losing money on this. Pretty much. You know? Pretty much. Um, early bird pricing ends May 31st. Hey, we're so grateful to have with us. Uh, Elon Musk. Elon. Of the classical conversations world, you know. I like how you said that. Is that, that good? Is good. that good? We'll, we'll use that for some yeah. SEO. Yeah. <laughs> we had on the Elon Musk of... Classical conversation. Chris, classical Christian yeah. education. Yeah. Uh, Robert Bortons is a member of the board of directors of Homeschool Now USA, the Carolinas Rugby Union, and the Clemson University Rugby Foundation Board. He is also a member of C12 Group. Uh, he's also... And, and the main thing he does, I think, is, is he's the CEO of Classical Conversations. Um, Classical Conversations has been named a certified best Christian workplace by BCWI for four years in a row. He and his wife, April, live in North Carolina with three kids. That they baptized. And they baptized them. <laughs> and he enjoys coaching rugby and playing golf and when he's not taking down the government education system. Amen. Classical Conversations is... Uh, one of our corporate sponsors. Yeah, uh, right. They some that's day right. ones. From day yeah, one. Yeah, they from some junk. day ones. Yeah, from Robert, junk. thanks for coming back on Cross Politic. Oh, glad to be here. And uh, a big announcement for the Nashville uh, event is I plan on being there. So you definitely need to get your tickets. I was going to ask you. Yes. I was like, are you going to actually yes. come to this one? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, mean, I should be speaking, you know, maybe <laughs> just give Doug one speech. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Well, first you got to show up to one. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, I went to the first one ever. Oh, that's you, I believe you, that's you all before that's your true. moms did. Yeah, before your moms. That's true. That's also that's true. true. That's, that's also, also true. true. He's <laughs> like day ones get certain sort of priorities. He, he, you're right. I'm wrong. Not, you're right. I'm wrong. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. So, um, Robert, the first thing I want to know about though is is Elon Musk. Since you and Elon Musk. are Basically the same person. Because uh, Robert has a Tesla. Yeah, I know that. What is Elon Musk doing right now with Twitter? If, if you're a if you're a fly on the wall in his office, what, what are you what are what sounds are you hearing? Or, you know, if you're his buddy, basically I'm sure he called you already to ask yeah. you for advice. <laughs> um what, what are you what are you encouraging to do? Yeah, I mean, uh, Twitter just uh, voted on Friday morning to take the poison pill which is basically dilute their stock if uh, Elon Musk uh, does purchase more than uh, 15%. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, 
you know, right now it's interesting to see if he's going to sell in which case, you know, this isn't financial advice, but you might want to try to short it on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, or, or maybe he will partner with somebody else and kind of create a tag team right. duo and, uh, get, get it done, uh, another way. So he said he has a plan B and, uh, yeah, if I was a fly on the wall in his office, I would definitely be, uh, interested in, in hearing what that is why did why did elon have to announce to the board or ask the board to buy all the stock can't he just buy all the stock in one full purchase um yeah i don't i don't know that much about how that would work i mean he'd have to buy it from each stockholder so not every stockholder is trying to sell sell at, at uh, one time so he would be able to purchase more and more of it um but they've basically voted on if one entity owns more than uh um, that they would then be able to sell stock to its current stockholders at a discount. So that's what's called a poison pill. They basically say, Hey, you know, if a, uh, if a hostile takeover happens um, that they will try to destroy their own company and they voted unanimously to do that. (laughs) Wow. Well, what's, what's Elon's like play here? What what, what do you think? What do you think he's actually after? What is, what does he want to do here? Yeah, I mean, I think Elon Musk, he's a African-American, so it's kind of interesting <laughs> that, uh, you know, the richest man in the world uh, is an African-American and yeah. he made his money in the U.S., with, yep. uh, what we might talk about later today. Uh, but uh, I think he really believes in the founding values. You know, I don't think he's hes not a Christian, but, um, you know, he believes in free speech. He believes in the freedom to work, and he believes that government's corrupt and, of course, uh, he uh, yeah. lived that uh, in South Africa, and his family lived that, and that's why they had to wow. kind of flee. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I think he sees that uh, he kind of feels like he wants to have fun, and <laughs> he wants to uh, make the world a better place, and uh, he shares a lot of the same uh, values that uh, we share as far as uh, you know, core principles of freedom of speech and yeah. working together and uh, – that uh, centralized power is uh, um, ends up being and creating evil. So mm, mm. absolute power creates. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, that's interesting. I've watched this whole thing take place. And I think I might've underestimated the importance of Twitter or maybe social media platforms altogether because I'm watching the people, or should I say the roaches come out the woodwork and trying to salvage or protect or do something to keep this out of his hands. And it seems like he's exposing intentionally or unintentionally a lot more of the founda- foundations or the use of Twitter than maybe we even know or think. What's your take on that? Yeah, I think um, obviously Twitter has moved to you know squelch free speech, and that's one of the platforms where individuals can get on and, and talk about their ideas and uh, share them in the um, just the marketplace of ideas. And so I think the fact that they've been able to get away with this, and of course when You've got one of the two major parties in the U.S. Uh, backing uh, this censorship. Uh, hmm. They're able to get away with it, but obviously there's um, a backlash and people have had enough um, and uh, people are starting to get exposed uh, all across the U.S. When you think about it, um, e- Elon has tweeted and impacted the stock market. Yeah. You know, right. uh, didn't, didn't uh, Dogecoin um, – benefit from elon's tweets too oh yeah yeah he if he tweets people pay attention and right um i think since he bought his initial share of twitter is nine percent or something like that that he initially bought it's yep. been up 
gone up with like 30 percent yeah 25 since then wow um and so if he does sell his stock um then it's likely to plummet after that so, it's yeah inter- it's interesting it's interesting because it's, it's kind of like some some kanye west type stuff you know it's just people can see it a little clearer from from elon than they probably are able to see all the plays two african-americans yeah they, who, who understand totally what's going on so <laughs> hey man when, when gabe you know told, told us you were coming on one of the things that gabe said you wanted to talk about was school choice and school choice was bad and what? I was like, and I was, yeah. and I was like, oh, okay. Well, let's cut to the point. Why is school choice but, bad? But, <laughs> I, but the, I, I want to talk to you about this because I think this is interesting. One of the things that we've been trying to work through is you got to break the monopoly of the government school system, one way or another. And when people think about breaking that monopoly, one of the first things they go to is vouchers or school choice, right? And for you to say that it's bad, I'm trying to figure out, like, man, then how do you? Why? Why is it bad? And then how do you progress to breaking the system if you're not going to use it? Yeah, so I think um, when I talk about school choice, obviously you guys go to private school, we homeschool our kids. So I'm not talking about the parental options. You know, they should be uh, vast and wide. Uh, what we're talking about is the part of the school choice movement that wants the government to pay for it. And it was interesting how you framed that of breaking the monopoly of uh, government schools by creating all of us reliant on government money to educate our kids. So, mm. um, you know, the reason that we have socialism in the United States is we do have socialist policies and uh, the K through 12 government education system is one of those socialist policies right. uh, that most every American uh, embraces right. in, in some way. And by uh, taking the American taxpayers dollars and giving it out to um, private entities, all that does is create uh, more public entities. So mm-hmm. they're reliant on uh, public money. And so I think, uh, you know, uh, Stoyam, uh, Supreme Court, one of the Supreme Court justices that I very rarely agree with, um, she ruled on the health care um, that uh, hospitals who took Medicaid and Medicare have are allowed to force their um, uh, employees to take the vaccine. And the reason she said was because the government is paying for it. So the government's the customer. And if the government's the customer, they can make you do what they want you to do. Right. And so uh, the vouchers and, and some of these things, the way they set them up is now the government is the customer. And so um, if the government's the customer of your private school or of your homeschool and they want you to, um, like they tried to do in California, make you put a fire pr- suppression all through your house, which costs tens of thousands of dollars, just like they would in a, you know, in a school building. Um, for homeschoolers, uh, then they can make you do that because wow. now you're their customer and you're receiving that money. And so with the shekels come the shackles or the shackles, shekels come the shackles. And so basically when you take that government money, you're not embracing private enterprise, you're embrac- embracing expanding of the government. And that's just going to make the private schools outcomes worse. So we got to be smarter than the right. average bear. Yeah, I mean, and think about other me- mechanics other ways to really uh you know get families and and children out of the government school system and whether it's creating private schools and 501c3 nonprofits and having you know businesses donate to them or uh businesses or churches creating education funds where you can right. uh, pay for pay for schooling um there's plenty of ways around it you know we have Plenty of single income, single single mothers homeschooling with us here at Classical Conversations. So whenever somebody says, 
oh, I could never afford to do that. I mean, I know I know people who are in poverty and homeschooling because they know it's that that much value. Robert, valuable. Robert, it makes makes sense. I, I I couldn't agree more in terms of uh, private schools and homeschoolers taking the money. I I agree 110 percent with you on that um, because yeah, that's you're getting hooks put in you, and and then as soon as they're you know, it's the same play. Just it's the Elon Musk play <laughs> in education. I'll, I'm going to buy a certain number of shares and try to take over your company. Um, <coughs> excuse me, but the um, my, I guess my question would be on the government school side of things. Um, if you have that pool of money that's sort of already going into government schools, obviously I want the whole thing to burn down. I want the whole thing. Amen. Praise the Lord. But, (laughs) but in the meantime, I've thought if people who are in that system can break up its centralization. So, uh, you know, I'm not Mm -hmm. really in favor of charter schools, but I think the fact that people are doing charter schools is actually helping break up the monopoly. And if people have the right then who are doing the, the government school thing to say, um, you know, I can send my kid to whatever school I want um, or, um, you know, the money comes back to me personally that you took from me in the first place. And then I can use that money however I see fit to educate my kids. Um, does that um, is that something that's at least a stopgap measure or is that a, a, a or is there, are there still hooks there that we're missing? Well, I'm a, I'm a practicalist and I'm an incrementalist in many ways. And, um, you know, I, I sympathized with that point of view. And, uh, you know, a lot of times when conservatives are running, you know, I say, hey, that's a great that's a great platform to run on, even though I disagree with some of the core tenets of it. And so, yeah, I mean, charter schools obviously have an opportunity to break up that monopoly, but you're never going to bite the hand that feeds you. Um, there's no incentive for a group that's taking public money to stop that public money flow mm. coming to their system. The only incentive they have is to get more of it. Um, and so it's really, uh, it's, it's not possible really to really change it from the inside. I mean, would a, would, you know, a state having only charter schools, um, probably have better outcomes, uh, in the short short time period uh, for students, yeah, absolutely. And you know, I'm not opposed to, or are going to argue against that. Um, but I think as Christians, you know, we, we're called to uh, think outside the box and to um, really look at what the Bible says on who's responsible for the education, um, and that's clearly relies with the family and the support of the church. And uh, nowhere in the Bible does. Uh, God give that responsibility to the state. Okay, so then, Robert, break it then. Break break the monopoly. How do you do it? I mean, I think it starts neighbors start helping neighbors. I think, you know, what you guys are doing at ACCS and um, what we're doing at Classical Conversations and, uh, you know, homeschooling has gone from two and a half million to five million um, through the pandemic. And, so more pandemic uh, is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I mean, a lot of parents, um, you know, are seeing what's going on in the government school system. So yeah, I mean, you gotta keep talking to those who are elected and keep, um, just talking about other options and helping people see another way. I mean, um, most everyone's blind. They're used to just taking, um, whatever the easiest option is and mm. trying to get them to see out of it is see a different way is, is difficult. So it starts with, just educating people that they can't homeschool or they can't send their private kids to private school. And then uh, just making sure that we keep, keep that freedom. One of the things that might be helping kind of move people in that direction is what we see happening right now with the conversation with libs of TikTok with teachers and what people are calling now groomers. 
and yeah. Disney. Yeah. Right. It's helping people kind of see, oh, we have to get a part, be a part of this educational process. But it's still kind of more inside of the circle. They're just kind of moving one thing. We just need to take control. Um, when people are seeing groomers and people are seeing educators, Robert, I don't think people know what's underneath kind of what's driving that. I've been learning more and more about queer theory, but queer theory is a huge driving force behind a lot of teaching and educating inside of government schools right now. Could you kind of help explain what queer theory is and, and how it's affecting the, the doctrine or the education of children? Yeah, so uh, critical theory, um, a lot of you have heard of critical race theory because it's been in the news over the last couple of years. Uh, but critical queer theory has is, is part of that same strand, uh, but it's been flying under the radar. And it's really kind of got established in the 90s, again, in the uh, doctorate programs. But it really says that um, heterosexuality is not normal. Um, any, any sexuality is normal. And so it rejects that God created them man and woman. Um, it rejects that God said, you know, for that reason, men shall, you know, leave their family and, and cling to their wife um, and they shall become one. Um, so it rejects, uh, you know, if you weren't a Christian, it rejects, you know, billions of years of evolution that we've seen in front of us as well. Um, and uh, really that, that queer theory is just the idea that, um, you know, do whatever you want, you know, uh, and the thing in the thing that's really affecting society is since they don't believe in absolute truth and they believe in your truth and they believe in societal truth. And so what queer theory is really about and why we're seeing like Disney embrace it, um, why, you know, books like George, um, which is about a, a boy who wants to be a girl that they have in kindergarten classrooms. Mm -hmm. um, it's all about getting is normalizing this behavior. And the theory behind it is since um, there's a lot of mental illness um, outside of, uh, you know, they're, they're the thing that they're fighting um, associated with being homosexual or transsexual or pansexual or any of the LGBTQIA stuff, they say that if it's because of society. And if society said this was normal, then those mental illnesses uh, wouldn't exist. Would disappear. Um, that they would just, they would be able to live their life. You know, there wouldn't be a higher suicidal rate. There wouldn't be a higher depression rate among individuals um, who have uh, these uh, conflicts uh, in, in their lives and in their identity because uh, they don't have their identity in Christ and they don't have uh, the truth that God created us male and female um, to stand on. They have nothing anchored. Wow. Not anchored anyway. and, and this goes back to some of the stuff we talked with Jeff, Jeff Schaefer about. But when you, yeah. when you ground meaning and truth and goodness in society, yeah. um, Fundamentally, ultimately, what that means is that the government is going to tell you what it is. What truth is? Uh, you, right. you know, it starts by just saying society, but of course, society is quote for, is 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 code for the government. Right. Yeah. The government. We got places like Twitter. Yeah, only censoring one side of the debate. Right. Um, then you get what feels like is uh, a one-sided view, and if you're on the fence, um, then you tend to go to go that way. So if you think about society or even think, think about like Democrats and Republicans, there's roughly 34% of Americans are registered Democrat, roughly 33% are registered Republicans. So that's 67%. Well, where's the other 33%? They're independents, right? right? And so it's the same thing with a lot of these ideas in society. And if that 33% in the middle 
you know, goes to the left, well, it suddenly seems like the whole entire world's against you. Or if they all come, come to the right and you're on the left, then the world seems to be against you. Um, versus really, it's just that middle bit. And so if they can censor our communication and make right. it so that we can't get a, a positive point of view out there that contradicts the narrative, um, then they can move that middle 33% uh, one direction or another as they see fit. And so that's really what the censorship's about. Yeah. That's really is, good. Right? Uh, keep, is moving that middle 33% uh, one yeah, direction another. or another. Yeah. And that's why you had like, like think about when we had the gay marriage that went in a series of years, went from, you know, no way, no how, and 70% of Americans against it to 70% of Americans for it. Right. Um, and it was because they were able to move that 33%. And if you remember at that time, they're saying, well, let us just do let's let us do what we want in our bedrooms. Right. And that was a compelling argument to the middle. Um, but that went from let's let us do what we want in our bedrooms to if your five year old isn't learning about, uh, you know, homosexuality, um, then, you know, you're a bigot. Um, so we went over that in a period of 20 years. Right. Wow. That's nuts. Hey, Robert, where can people listen to your new podcast at and follow what you got going on? Yeah. So I've started my own podcast, uh, Refining Rhetoric. Uh, you can find it on your favorite podcast channel. Um, and uh, we release new episodes every couple of weeks. And I'm really practicing the classical tools of learning uh, by interviewing great people. Uh, we also talk a little bit about uh, current events and how a classical Christian should approach um, what's going on around us, as well as dive in to a little bit of cryptocurrency. Oh, <laughs> some crypto. Whoa, whoa. Hey, well, brother, happy Easter to you. Yeah. Christ has happy risen. <laughs> he has risen indeed. More cross politic coming up next. We're going to talk about fatherhood Ooh. on Resurrection Sunday. Amen. Hi, I'm Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations. Our most precious commodity is time. No one has ever lied on their deathbed wishing they had spent more time making money. They all wish they had spent more time creating a legacy. Our modern education system steals that legacy, steals that time from our children. That's why I'm passionate about homeschooling. That's why at Classical Conversations, we wanna give you more time to create that legacy, follow your passions, and glorify God. Visit classicalconversations.com for more information. We should have had a big ham right here. You know, hey, there you go. <laughs> Woo, we're going to work on that. Welcome back to Cross Politic on the one and only Fight Life East Network. He is risen. He is risen indeed. He is risen indeed. Happy Easter to you all. Hopefully you're full. You're, you're going back for maybe another helping of that. <laughs> Chocolate pie. Is that what that, you do on these? Things? I don't know. <laughs> pie. I guess you could do a chocolate That's pie. That's why. It's ice cream in maybe, the rent house. Maybe pulled out the Shoot. scotch by now. Hey, yes. this show's brought to you by Bubble Construction, which is a fourth generation family owned general contractor that was founded back in 1952. Their motto is whatever is fair and right, that's what we do. The Bubble Construction headquarters is in Sacramento County, California, and they are defying vaccine mandates happily. Bobo Construction has recently expanded into Idaho and eastern Washington with offices in Meridian and Coeur d'Alene and is in search of potential partners to wage war on tyranny with because Christ is risen. That's so, right. For instance, Bobo Construction has recently partnered with Building God's Way Architects as their ex exclusive builder in Idaho. 
Uh, Christians need to build out a Christian economy like this, so here's your chance. You can also contact Austin Bobo at A Bobo, A B O B O, at BoboConstructionInc.com or call him 208 789 0995, or you can learn more about Bobo Construction by visiting them at BoboConstructionInc.com. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think God really likes that, that family. I mean, when God names yeah. you Bobo, like that. He just, yeah. he loves you. It is. He loves yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. God Gabe. loves Bobo. Uh, right. They're killing it too. I, yeah. Hey, you know what? Um, what? One of the one of the exciting things, I mean, one of the things I'm just grateful that we've been able to do at Cross Politic is. And because is, of our club members, is, yeah, and corporate sponsors. Fight Left, yeah. Fight Left East uh, Scholarship uh, for yeah. New St. Andrews College. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. I mean, what we, we, we talked several years ago and we said, you know what? Um, God's blessing us and we, we don't want to, we want to immediately begin just giving back, yeah, tithing, uh, we, you know, our tithe, yeah, basically, business yeah, tithe. our business yeah. side of the sorts, and yeah. and um, and we just, you know, and and at the same time, we love what New St. Andrews College is doing. We believe in what New St. Andrews College is doing, and so we want to encourage both those things. And we started this uh, Fight Left Feast scholarship uh, yeah. a year ago. We did our first one, and it's a men's scholarship. And this year, we've announced our women's scholarship, yeah. our our Beast Mode Homemaker right. uh, scholarship. You can thank us later, men. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and so what we wanted to do is uh, basically we uh, are um, we're sponsoring giving a, almost half of a, of a, um, a tuition yeah. uh, to yep. St. Andrews College um, and it's good for four years yep. um, so long as you're full-time um, matric- 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 matriculating that's a tough one yeah. um, our first student is a, is a uh, we funded yep. last year yep. he's Going in year two next yep, year. Yep, that's right. On, on the way. That's and right. And uh, and so uh, and and it's good for four years, so long as you, you stay in and you're uh, you know you're rocking it. Yeah, and, and you're, you're keeping well. it real. We're, we're gonna pay. And we're so gonna. yeah, but uh, but we have Beast Mode Homemakers Club. You have a drum roll. I actually. Oh, we're gonna do. name. So our wives. Sorry, I wasn't quite ready for it. Oh, um, our wives did the interviews uh, of the ladies of yeah. the finalists, and and then together. We we select man. We were and we're excited. Yeah, we're excited about. Okay, yeah. all right. Now we go. There you go. Toby's ready. Toby's ready. And the winner for the what, what year? Twenty twenty two. Beast mode homemaker scholarship, scholarship is Annika Haney. Annika Haney. Annika Haney. Annika Haney. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Easter! <laughs> he is risen. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Works in threes, people. Yep. You, you, you cheating? No, but of course. <laughs> what do you think this is? You can see the time. I can see the timer. <laughs> if Gabe was smart, he would have said, "Give me a signal." But I was like, you know what? I'm just going to use yeah. it for my own benefit. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so, again, white people don't have beat. You know, we yeah, just don't that's have the, not the true. <laughs> that's no. just not true. There've been my. I want you guys to know, my Scottish folks. Yeah, they uh, do. Uh, they got uh, some rhythms, man. Because they got the bagpipes. You got to remember a lot of the gospel. Foundations comes from the Scottish Scotland backdrop yeah, and yeah, background, so yeah. like I just don't buy into lying. it. You're not lying. So it's yeah, just yeah, y'all. We just have no now, good excuses. Yeah, no good excuses. No, that's my point. Yeah, I hear that. I'm, I'm feeling it right now. I know. My point is I like mean, Jesus don't make is risen from the dead. Why can't you clap <laughs> on time? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, so congratulations, Annika. 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 Yeah, we're excited awesome. for you. We're excited uh, for you. One of the things happening right now in the culture has been the resurrection of everybody. To see that uh, shit, resurrection, everybody say. <laughs> well, it's Easter, so it's yeah. That's, I'll use it. That the importance of fatherhood. I've yeah. been no matter where you turn, you turn on Fox, you turn on even on the liberal channels. They're Joy Reid. Fatherhood. That they're talking about fatherhood. They're Joy Reid. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, they they are, wow. but they it's different. It's not yeah, they're right, not talking right. about it in the same way. But everybody is looking in the culture, and we're seeing the collapse of the culture. Yeah. And there has been a, a, a consensus that man, maybe the family is kind of breaking down. Did you say that like there's schools that are like getting fathers to like stand in the hallways or something like that? There was so they're having problems in government schools yep, yep. expected, <laughs> and even some of the <laughs> charter and private ones that they're yeah, they're saying yep. we need fathers to be more involved. And so some of the fathers are deciding to come inside the hallways of these schools. And and keep kids from acting crazy with their teachers and mm. not losing it in the hallway. And because of it, they've mm. seen a lot more uh, better environment from the school because fathers wow. are just inside the hallways, which really makes me upset because I'm thinking, why aren't they in their homes? You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's good that right. you're in the hallway, right. but are you at home? You know, right. so, but anyway, the whole point is that everybody is looking to men to be fathers. Mm everybody's pointing they do the same thing all the time it's like hey you know the problem with the black community is fatherhood right. and everybody cheers and then nobody does anything right. nobody says right. how you, what do you actu do? actually get men to be fathers and then the even the definition of fatherhood is something that's been lacking because what people see is they'll see masculinity and they think that that's fatherhood and it's like well we, you do have to have masculinity but it's a lot deeper and broader and yeah. wider than that. Right. And so I think it's important. And some of the things that I've been trying to work through and I was like, well, we got a pastor, we got a deacon and I've watched you guys with your kids. It's yeah. amazing. You guys are encouragement to me with mine. And it's like, I think what we really need to do is step back for a minute and talk about what a father is, what's he for, and then how to, how to start working through the culture because I don't think we're getting out of the situation we're in right now with the collapse of culture in the next 10 years, 15 years. I think, well, like you said earlier, Pastor, I really think we're in a 100 and maybe 150 year hike. Yeah. And it's yeah. going to be a hard one. And if we um, keep using the eroded definition of what fatherhood is and has been in American society, we're, it's going to take us longer. Mm -hmm. We might be in the wilderness right. longer. And we need to go back to first if principles. We, if we keep shipping our kids off to Washington, D.C. <laughs> yeah. In yeah. more ways than one. Hey, yeah. Come on now. Rather than taking our, our discipleship responsibilities seriously. Yes. Uh, you're right. We're just going to, we're going to keep kicking that can down the road. Yeah. And, and I don't even think right now with Christians, we have an American cultural concept of fatherhood. Mm -hmm. um, and I think you can look at that and say, that's where it's got us right now. Like what we have right now is that American kind of conceptualization of fatherhood. Yeah. And I think that's produced a certain which, type of fruit. Which is like, maybe like the high water mark of that is like, yeah, even though I got some woman pregnant i'm still involved in their life yeah 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 that is a high water yeah yeah no that's right <laughs> like but that's and that's even almost right right but yeah i mean that, that's sort of that's like faded yeah like like people are like maybe like we could get back to that and, and i don't think you know i don't think that fatherhood is just a black community problem anymore no it's a dave rubin no. problem it's <laughs> oh yeah right well and i think i think part of the reason why this uh, Discussion, I think it's so important is because, you know, Proverbs says that that when a woman can tear down her house, right? You know, can destroy her house. Um, but the Bible is very clear that a father can ruin his children to the third and fourth generation. Right. Mm. And, and the way God structured the world, right. the reality is, is that there's a lot of responsibility on dad's shoulder, on father's right. shoulders, and rightly so. Right. Um, it, there's this, there's this, uh, uh, actually, let me, let me read it here real quick. Um, this, uh, Alyssa Milano tweeted out um literally this morning uh on on um and she said can we stop saying to our sons things like take care of your mother while i'm gone 
Mm. Can't we stop that? This is an insulting that women can't take care of ourselves. Mm. It, that was her tweet, and she had some cuss words in it. I cleaned it up. <laughs> and, and she's doing a couple things there. Right. One is she's denying the reality of God's creation and, and men and women and what men are called, and, and just even a creational, foundational um, men are stronger. And and just from a creational perspective, the second thing that she's doing is she's confusing capability with responsibility and duty. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's good. Mm. Right? That's good. She, she's, she's saying, right. Um, uh, you know, we're – we're capable. We can take care of ourselves. That's that's never the debate. Yeah. Well, or and, or rarely. And it, pers- or, or, or it just doesn't have to be. It's what is what is God called mm-hmm. husbands to do? What has God called fathers to do? And He's given them certain duties, and He's given the wife certain duties and all this. And if you take her presupposition, then what does she define as a son? Yeah, like, yeah. I what mean, is yeah. that? Yeah. Right. Right. What is he? Right. So you know, this is something I was telling you guys the other day. You know. Uh, there hasn't been marriage in our family that's been consistent from you in your know, in your family. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. so we haven't had. There's been for the last three generations we haven't seen it. So the the main goal that I had when I got married to Sharon was like, that's it. <laughs> it ain't that. There's listen. The only way we getting out of this baby is death. You are gonna have to kill me. <laughs> right, that's the only way. This is it. And then, or God takes us out of here. But that this this not because I knew the bar's low. The bar was for the Shannon family. The, the bar was super low. Yeah. I wasn't good. I mean, but, I, w- I didn't want to be like my father. Praise God for it. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you said this, Pastor, and I was thinking about it. And I want to get to the. I want to talk about really what is a yeah. what is a father because I think it's right. we have to have a definition that goes all the way back to the foundation. God the father but the bar is so low that when you jump over that bar you think i've done it yeah but but it's not just you know no 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 no, no, i I get it i know what you're saying and i I know like absolutely if 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 that literally is the only thing just (laughs) don't get divorced yeah uh, don't don't ditch each other then sure that's that's not you're not gonna have a happy family you're not gonna have a happy home mm-hmm. and and there and there can be a toxicity that grows in just sort of this bare minimum of, yeah. of that yeah. um but at the same time what i would argue is that i think when that is culturally sort of the goal like stay married keep mm-hmm. our vows mm-hmm. um and there's measure of commitment to that and then obviously with the spirit at work in us yeah yeah um the only way you're going to keep that vow is to become far more than that. Right. The only way you're going to yeah, keep that vow, right. it's going to make you, like, and, and no guy who gets married, no, I don't care who you are, <laughs> when you said I do, I don't care, you didn't have any idea what you no were clue. Yeah, You had right. no idea what you were agreeing That's to. why God wrapped that up in a covenant. <laughs> he did. <laughs> He's like, Absolutely. he wrapped that yeah. up and, in a and, covenant. And we say, you know, I do, yeah. and we don't know like we, we, what we're doing, but God's, he is, he's binding it together with yeah. oaths Till death. Because he knows how serious this is. And, he, and, and it's going to be hard. And it's going to be hard. That's but right. as you keep that covenant day in and day out, as you confess your sins day in and day out, as you forgive one another day in and day out, as you are fruitful and God gives you children yeah. and you begin parenting them and so on, you are, be, in order to do that, in order to stay married happily under yeah, the blessing yeah. of God, you've got to become far more of a man than that. You have to become yeah. a father, a fruitful father. Um, so that's why, I, you know, I, I think it's, I mean, it's in one sense, yeah, it's a very low bar. And at the yeah. same time, it's not really, if you're thinking in terms of God's blessing on a marriage, even if you don't know what it entails. No, I think you're, there's a sanctifying process in just engaging the way that yeah. God's yeah. world works. When you engage it, it has a sanctifying you're, process. You're a different man than you are. Absolutely. Man. Absolutely. And that's in part because God grabbed you by those vows. Yeah. And that's why I would say, here's number one. Yeah. 
you know, what does it mean to be a father? It means faithfulness to the mother of your children. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Faithfulness to the mother of your children, which is why my, my sister, Ali Beth Stuckey, appreciated your video. But when you said in the video that Dave Rubin and her, his sodomite partner would be great fathers, that was, a li- that, that was a lie. Yeah. Because as you explained in the rest of your video, that it was he, not true. He was intentionally planning to keep mothers, their mothers, out of the, the lives of these children. Yeah. You know, even apart from all the eugenics and, and non- nonsense of it. That's yeah. You point, cannot Pastor. be a faithful father if you're not faithful to the mother of your children. That's right. Mm. This includes pornography, yeah. wandering eyes, lust, mm. covetousness, yeah. all these things. Adultery, of course, all these things. You cannot be a faithful father if you're not faithful to the mother uh, of your children. That's right. The, the other thing I would think I want to add in on that, though, too. So those are... The, Almost like entry level. <laughs> but the bar is low. And, and you just need to fight after <laughs> but that. We gotta say that. Yeah, but we yeah, gotta yeah. Say I think that. you're right. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. there's also a faithfulness, a commitment to the cultivation of her joy. Right. <laughs> like yeah. that's a whole right. other right. level. Well, that's what I mean by faithful. I yeah. don't just mean sexually pure. I mean like yeah. you rejoice in the wife of your youth. Right. That's right. right. Amen. Right? Her, her breasts satisfy you at all times. Amen. Yeah. And so you're rejoicing in that relationship. She's rejoicing in yeah. that relationship. And your kids are looking at you saying, I want. You know, this is a happy place to yep. be. Yeah. I want that. Yeah. You know, right. the, the the model. Um, so Americans are looking for fatherhood and the model for that that they're looking at is a tradition of America. Right. Christians going to have to take a step back and say, no, no, no. The model for fatherhood is the father himself who. The father almighty. <laughs> almighty. Yeah. yeah maker who, of heaven and earth. Who Jesus said in eternity past has loved me. Yes, right. Right. From eternity past. And from that love, from the two of them has created um, the spirit that goes back before between them. It has created the very world that we live in. Right. right? right yeah. And so that relationship of the two is the standard of what fatherhood looks like. Right. And. I don't know, yeah. you know, how, how do we begin to take that yeah. and apply that in the reality well, well, of our relationship? I would, just, I would just, I would just say true biblical fatherhood rejoices over children the way that the father rejoices in the son mm. et- eternally. It, mm. it seeks to imitate that joy. The father shows up at the baptism of Jesus and it's not like Jesus didn't know that his dad was pleased with him. You know, his, mm. his, his, his father, right. the triune father is, is, is pleased with him. He, he knew this. He's God. Right. And yet God, the father still like. Think about this, dads. We 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 frequently frequently in in our our weakness is not saying the things we need to say. Mm. Not saying I love you. Mm. Not saying I'm proud of you. Not saying you're beautiful. Right. And if any father could say it goes without saying, yeah, (laughs) it was God the Father, and he didn't. It didn't go without saying. Right. His son is baptized, and he shows up. And the dove descends upon Jesus, and the father thunders and says, This is my, my well-beloved son. Yeah. son, in whom amen. I'm well pleased. Hear him. Yeah, amen. Listen to him. And if God the Father does that with his own son, who is, he's loved for eternity past, right. n- no lack of joy, no lack of pleasure, but shows up to announce it, how much more so do human fathers need to imitate that and announce their joy over their children? Announce it. Say mm. it regularly. Delight in them. Praise them, compliment them, and you say, "Well, I think they know." Now say it again. Mm-hmm. Say mm-hmm. it again. Mm-hmm. Say it again. Mm-hmm. Bless them. I, when my kids were little, is one of the things I did when I put them to bed. I always put my hands on their head and I blessed them. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, I've started. And, I heard you say it before. I started I, doing and that. And I, I, I still do it sometimes. 
Yeah. Um, but I, but it's not quite as often because I don't. They put me to bed now. I don't put them to bed anymore. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Dad, you're tired. Go to bed. <laughs> bless you, Father. <laughs> May God bless you and keep you, Dad. Make His face to shine upon you. Do you want us to come and pray with you and Mom and tuck you in? Uh, they do, but uh, uh, but I think I think you're absolutely right. Fatherhood is yeah. is rooted in the fatherhood of God. And then the last thing, at least, I mean, no, this is not the last thing. But this is the last thing we got time for for today because I got to run. Yeah. Um, uh, is is I would I would say that fatherhood is truly fruitful. Mm. It's truly fruitful. Fatherhood is a kind of farming and it's fruitful. Fatherhood is not just, you know, just like mere begetting. Yeah. Like fatherhood is meant to be fruitful. Again, it's rooted in the fatherhood of, of God the Father. The Trinity is fruitful. It the love of the Father and the Son and the Spirit results in the creation of the world. Yep. Yeah. Right? And in this and, and and it's a good creation. Right. Mm. Okay. It's not faithful fatherhood just to have, you know, ten kids. Right. And eight of them hate you and the other ones want you dead. <laughs> right. That's not fatherhood. Right. That's not fatherhood. Yeah. Or father, like that's 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 it's a it's a false twisted fatherhood. Yeah. Um. You know, like like the devil is the father of lies and the father who murders from the beginning. Like that that kind of twisted satanic yeah. fatherhood. Um. But but God the Father loves faithfully and it's patient. Yeah. Like farming. And it's plodding. Yep. Like yeah, farming. Like yeah, farming. That's right. And, and, and again, think about we we started the show with this, but you think about how you know God God is determined in eternity past to save the world. Amen. And he did it by sending his only son to die and rise again and then sending their spirit upon the church and upon mm-hmm. all who believe in order to bring that good news to people and Amen. to renew the whole world. Amen. And and what is it? What is that word? It's a seed. Mm-hmm. That's what we're told in the scriptures. Yeah. It's a seed. Right. And it goes into the ground and sometimes it doesn't produce fruit, but it, when it, according to God's design, it, it springs up 30, 60, 100 fold. That's right. Right? Jesus is the first fruits from the dead. Yeah. The first fruits. He's the first sheaf. Yeah. And we look at Jesus and we say, he's got the whole world. Yeah. The whole harvest is going to come in. All the nations of the earth are going to come in. They're all going to come. They're all going to stream in because Jesus was lifted up. He took our sins away and he rose from the dead. Mm. Amen. Um, that, but, but notice what that tells us about God the Father. He's patient. Here we are 2,000 years into this project, right. and we're like, come on! <laughs> Post mill! And God, and God says, I got it. Yep. We're doing it. Mm-hmm. Little by little, and and he, and he waters, and he prunes, and he waters, and he prunes. But I think there's 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 a lesson in there for fatherhood too, which is just faithful plotting. Mm-hmm. Every and, and there's a there's extremes. There's a there's a kind of apathy and distance that's not helpful and not good at all. You're checked out. You're not there. You you know in some way. You, right. We don't we don't know what our dad thinks. He never says anything. And then there's the other side that's overly hovering. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 I think you know dads you know, the fact that you're not sort of ooey gooey with emotions and you're not used to, you know, you don't kind of meddle with things all the time is actually part of the design feature. Um, we, we are, we, we step in when we need to, we address things as we need to, we teach as we need to, but it's, it's plotting, it's patient. And there's a kind of, um, you know, God, Jesus went to heaven and he sent the spirit and he really is with us, but there's also a sense in which he says, all right, go, go do it. And he corrects and he convicts. And so there's also a kind of loving, faithful presence that also allows children to grow up. And you think about, you know, the dad's one way of abusing and one way of, of, of abusing your authority and your presence is being overly authoritarian over, or overly like, you know, I'm going to live vicariously through my kids. 
yeah. you know, make, you know, like you have to, you know, win the high school, you know, whatever football trophy, or you got to right. do the thing because, you know, that's what I did. And you got to be just like me, or right, you got to get right. this degree just like me. And you can be overly sort of, um, uh, intrusive in a way that crushes. Yeah. And yeah. so you want to be present, but also leaving room for them to grow and flourish. You got to correct for sin. You yeah. got to discipline. You got to lead them. You got to take them to church. Truly is a garden. But you're a farmer and faithful fatherhood really is fruitful mm. because you trust in the God of resurrection. Amen. Amen. I think I could do another round he of that. Is risen. We're going to have to do that again. He yes. is risen indeed. Amen. So if you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until next week, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politic. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. When tyrants take over, what's the first thing they do? Disarm. It happened in Russia, China, Germany, and most recently, Afghanistan. Why? Because disarmed people are easier to control. And over the last century and a half, American tyrants have been carrying out a slow, methodical disarmament that no one is talking about. State education. Tyrants know that education is warfare. Our rulers have a vested interest in making you totally harmless. They've got big plans and they don't want you getting in the way. Think about it. Would you rather fight an army decked out with high-powered rifles or a bunch of dinky water pistols? They know that if you can think critically, you're a threat. At New St. Andrews College, we want to graduate men and women who are dangerous. Dangerous to the world, dangerous to the principalities and powers, dangerous to spiritual wickedness in high places. Education can either arm you or disarm you. It can make you a threat or make you a useful idiot. <laughs> so, where you get that education counts. Click the link to apply to New St. Andrews College today.